Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Man, that's not how we're living these days. We're afraid. We are afraid. In a presidential election, it feels like who can make us more afraid is the one who's going to win by telling us that they'll keep us safe. In a time when black and brown lives are taken too easily by police who I believe are afraid, whole swaths of our community are afraid then too. In a time when terrorist acts pop up in our own country and around the world, how can we not be afraid? And the media certainly doesn't help. And you know, it's, it's normal. It's normal when we're afraid, something causes us to be afraid, to respond with fear. It's normal when someone does something violent to respond with violence. Someone makes us angry and we respond in anger. That seems to be where we are, but it's probably where we've always been. And then I, I got to hear an amazing episode of a show on NPR called Invisibilia. Maybe some of you know it. It's a show that looks at what leads to our actions, what, what unseen, invisible things causes us to behave the way we behave, what emotions, what neurochemistry makes us do what we do. And on the day I was listening to this show a couple weeks ago, it was a show called Flipping the Script, and it opened this way and it gave me such hope. It started with the story of some friends having a great dinner party at their home. Old friends, they'd been getting together forever. It was summer, they were out in someone's backyard, they were having wine and eating delicious food and laughing, and it was one of those magical nights, you know, the kind of night I'm talking about, when the light's just right and the food's delicious and the friends are so good and everyone's laughing at the same jokes. It was that kind of night. And into that night, came suddenly into the circle of friends, an arm holding a gun. And a man invaded this party of friends and he said, give me all your money or I'm gonna start shooting. And the friends, of course, got anxious, fearful, and started saying, we don't have any money. You know, we're just, we're just here at a dinner party. We don't have cash on us. And everyone starts talking and they're nervous and they're trying to stop what's gonna happen. And, and then suddenly, one of the women says, you know, we're having a really good time here. We're friends. We're having some good food and some wine. And would you like to join us? And he said yes. And he stayed. And I'm not saying it was the most comfortable dinner party in the world, but the man stayed. And he talked to them and they treated him beautifully 
And then he said, I, I think I'm in the wrong place. And he started to go. And they said, would you like a glass of wine to take with you? <laughs> and he said, sure. And later they found that empty glass just placed on their sidewalk neatly. And poof, he was gone. Now afterwards, of course, they were totally afraid and they went to the house and they started talking about all that had happened. But man, had they flipped the script on what most of us would have done. And I'm not a psychologist, but on this show, Invisibilia, they said that there's a word for this, and it's called non-complementary behavior. In other words, most of us behave complementarily. If you are mean to me, I'm mean to you. If you're cold to me, I get chilly with you, right? We, we mirror each other's behavior. But non-complementary behavior flips the script, does something unexpected, and might change everything. And so, in this show, they followed up that intro story with another story that just made my heart sing. And I want to share this one with you. It's about a small town in Denmark. And the police there, who focus on crime prevention, not getting the bad guys after they've already done what they've done, the police there started getting calls from scared parents whose sons were disappearing. They'd wake up one morning and the 18-year-old was gone. And what they started to realize was that these were young Muslim immigrant boys who felt on the outside of Denmark, on the outside of Danish society. And they had become radicalized, and they had gone to Syria to join ISIS. Now, this has happened in a number of countries, and we know what the response has been. In our country and in Great Britain and many other countries in France, the government has come out and said, you are now an enemy of the state and we will come after you with everything that we have. Sometimes mosques are raided. That's one approach. What these two police officers in this little town in Denmark decided to do, because one of them had had an experience with uh, an immigrant, a Muslim Im immigrant a few years ago where he had pulled him over and had gotten a really hostile attitude. And finally the police officer had said to him, why the hostile attitude? And this young man had said, this is the seventh time I've been pulled over today. And I've done nothing wrong. And for this police officer, he thought, whoa, I'm getting it wrong. I think of myself as a good person, but clearly I'm profiling. So it changed his mind. So when this started happening with these boys disappearing from their town, they decided to put out this word. Come home. Come home. We will get you a mentor, a, a successful Muslim immigrant who has found a place in Dan Danish society. We will help provide some job training, some schooling, whatever it is you need to become integrated into Danish culture. And 18 of those boys came home, and none of them was prosecuted. And since then, they've worked with over 300 other young men who would be tempted to become radicalized. Wow. That's flipping the script. That is flipping the script. That is the kind of world I want to live in, and I kind of think you do too. 
And that's what Jesus is up to today. He is flipping that script. He is saying to us, we who fear so much, right? There's so much to fear. There's so much we're afraid of. And he says, do not be afraid, little flock. It is your father's good kingdom to give you, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to be better than you already are. God loves you so much, God wants to give you the kingdom right now. It's yours, little flock. It's yours. And if you know that, if you know that, you can listen to the rest of what Jesus says, right? Which is, sell what you have and give it to the poor. Make a purse for yourself that is for treasure in heaven, not treasure here on earth. Because if we have the kingdom, then we can flip the script too. We can act differently. We don't have to hoard it all for ourselves, afraid of, I don't protect myself, you might get what I have and I might not get in. And then Jesus flips the script one more time at the very end there and he says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And here's the thing, friends. We all hear it this way. Where your heart is, there's where you're going to put your treasure, right? The stuff we believe in, of course we're going to support that, right? That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus says, where you put your treasure is where your heart's going to go. So if it's all in your 401k, if it's all in your house, if it's all in that fancy car, guess where your heart is? But we can flip the script. We can flip that script. We can say, I want to live in an open-hearted way for God, so I'm going to put my money in a few other places. Doesn't mean you can't have a house. Doesn't mean you can't plan for retirement. But you can actually direct your heart by giving money to the poor, to the homeless, to causes that we know Jesus would want us to support. And then our hearts will be in the right place. So do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom and by God, by God, that's the kind of kingdom I want to live in where we already have what we so desperately want. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.